to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey, everybody. So I'm really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you. But before we jump into today's episode, um, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to all the wonderful people that have enrolled in Reactive Redefined. It's been so much fun to get to know all of you. And I'm really looking forward to uh, guiding you over the next couple of months. And then if you are interested in Reactive Redefined, but you weren't able to enroll this round, no worries. I'm going to be relaunching the group coaching program in Reactive Redefined probably in June or July so you can watch out for that. And then I have decided to keep the solo coaching program open for enrollment for Reactive Redefined. So um, you can find more details about that on my website. And then guys, in today's episode, um, I I share some unpopular opinions that I have um, and I back them up with my experience. But um, as I re-listened to the episode, I realized that it kind of came off as like me saying that I don't think that you should adopt puppies. And that is not really truly how I feel. So um, I just wanted to kind of give that caveat. But if you like today's episode or if you have opinions about today's episode, um, let's talk about it in the Disorderly Dogs, the Conversation Continues Facebook group. So guys, enjoy today's episode. And if you have topic ideas, things you'd like to hear about on the podcast, please send me a DM over on the Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. And I would be happy to cover the topics that you'd like to hear about. Hey guys, so I do not take promoting a product lightly. I really don't. I'm not going to tell you about a product I don't really believe in, and I'm not going to tell you about a product that doesn't have a fabulous team behind the product, but I was out of CBD for probably like two weeks, and then the lovely ladies at VetCS got me another bottle, and I didn't really think about it, but after I started giving the dog CBD again, Waylon's energy level greatly increased. I think that the CBD helps him feel so much better. So guys, this is not a gimmick. There is no bullshit. I believe in this product. And if you think that your dog could benefit from CBD, I highly suggest check out VetCS. You can learn more about CBD for dogs, cats, and horses at VetCS.com. And you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, everybody. I hope that you guys are well, wherever you are, Um, despite the weirdness of the world with this whole coronavirus thing. um, We're actually doing really well here in Colorado. Um, The weather is changing. Things are blooming. Spring is beautiful. So I hope that wherever you guys are, you are finding peace and solace amongst this kind of weird world (laughs) that we're living in right now. So guys, I wanted to address something that I have a lot of feelings about. So I want to kind of give you a precursor here that this episode is going to be pretty controversial. I think that there's going to be some very unpopular um, opinions that come up. So I just want to kind of preface that, but I want to share... um, truth and facts about this stuff. So um, in today's episode, I want to talk about why I think the um, adopt don't shop um, hashtag and movement um, can actually be very, very harmful. So um, I think that adopting is a, a beautiful thing. 
but I don't think that that should mitigate or villainize uh, responsible breeders. Um, responsible breeders are not our enemies. Um, responsible breeders are our future. And I think that, you know, my perspective is obviously um, slightly skewed because of the work that I do. But day in and day out, I work with amazing people who mean so well, who find themselves with dogs with very serious behavior problems. Dogs who are biting people, dogs who are biting other dogs, dogs are causing harm to um, family members. And it's so heavy and it is so hard and while not all dogs who are adopted are going to be like that I just want you to understand like where I'm coming from and what I see and why I think that celebrating responsible breeding is a beautiful beautiful thing so um you know like I said breeder quote-unquote breeder is a pretty wide term that lumps in a lot of people and in my opinion, unfairly. So when I am talking about breeders in this episode, I'm going to be talking about responsible breeders who are health testing their dogs, who are doing everything they can to affect early development, who are doing their best to place puppies in loving homes that will last an entire lifetime. Those are the type of breeders that I'm uh, referring to in this episode. Um, Quote unquote breeders who um, pump out puppies for profit and take their needs above their dogs. That is not who I'm referring to in this episode. And I think that um, we owe it to responsible breeders to talk about them. Okay. So um, I want to give you some perspective here. So um, if you guys are new to the podcast, um, Sunny was a dog that um, lived with us for 10 um, magnificent years. And I adopted Sunny from um, what used to be Table Mountain Animal Shelter when he was about like eight months old. Um, when I adopted Sonny, he was a total mess. He was afraid of everything and we didn't really know anything about him. And in all honesty, I was pretty, I was a pretty green dog owner at the time. I didn't have much experience with dog training or dog behavior. So, um, I didn't really know anything. I just remember sitting in, um, the waiting room at the animal shelter and, they brought him out and he sat in my lap and he was trembling and terrified. And I thought to myself, I cannot leave this dog here. So that is how I ended up with Sunny. So, you know, initially Sunny was terrified of everything. And that was really hard because I didn't know how to manage that. And, it, you know, poor Sunny, like I took him so many places that were scary and I probably shouldn't have. But again, I didn't know, right? I didn't know those things. I thought that I could just adopt a dog and it would all work itself out. Um, so, you know, it probably took like nearly a year for Sonny to um, blossom. And that's about the time he hit social maturity, right? So he was about a year and a half, almost two years old. And that is when we started to realize that Sonny could be uh, pretty dog aggressive. Um, I took him to the dog park with Tiva um, very a lot early on in his life because again, I didn't really know (laughs) anything different. I just thought that like all dogs could go to the dog park and it would be totally fine. Um, And then I remember a day being at the dog park and Sunny got into a fight with another dog and I'd never seen that behavior before. And uh, Sunny put a hole in that dog and that dog put a hole in Sunny. So, you know, that was kind of like when I realized the depth of the aggression that I was facing. And, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, you guys, because I know that your time is valuable. But the moral of the story here is that I had to manage Sunny for 10 years and I would do it all again. I would never take it back. Um, 
But I had to manage a dog who could be very, very dog aggressive. And while he did have a lot of dog friends, him and Tiva were buds forever. He never acted aggressively aggressively to her. There were several dogs in Sunny's inner circle. Um, but there were certainly situations in which if Sunny wasn't wearing a muzzle, he could have done very, very serious harm to another dog. So guys, that's what I got in my rescue dog. And that doesn't mean that all adopted dogs and rescue dogs are like that. But this is just like a glimmer into what I see on the behavior end of all of this. Okay? So I think that in adopting dogs, there's a lot of unknowns, right? Unknown history, unknown genetics. And while it can be easy, like sometimes you just hit the lotto and you get a dog from a shelter who's perfectly well-adjusted and has no behavior problems, and that's amazing, that is not always what's happening. So after owning Sunny for like eight years, I decided that I wanted to get another dog. Um, But this time I knew that I wanted to go through a responsible breeder. So I got a lot of flack early on um, for this decision um, because I chose, you know, an American Staffordshire Terrier breeder. And I think that there's this weird double standard um, in the pit bull community that you should never support a pit bull breeder because they're all bad and that you should always rescue pit bulls. And while I, I love rescuing pit bulls. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Um, I wanted more information about the genetic makeup of my dog before I brought him home. I didn't want to have to manage a dog aggressive dog again. And guys, you know, Sunny was brilliant. We managed him well, but that was a a heavy weight that my husband and I had to carry for Sunny's whole life. And I didn't want that again. So that's why I sought out a responsible breeder. So Uh, Waylon is not a pit bull. He's technically an American Staffordshire Terrier. And I found his breeder um, because she uses a puppy rearing program called Puppy Culture. If you're not familiar with Puppy Culture, look it up. It's amazing. Um, But basically what that means is that Waylon's breeder, in addition to health testing, right? So both of his parents were health tested hips. um, And there was some other health testing I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, And then uh, both Uh, the mother and father were uh, exceptional in the temperament department. Both dogs were great with other dogs, other animals, um, people-friendly, kid-friendly, and I wanted those guarantees in a puppy. That's what I wanted. Um, Guys, being a dog trainer is amazing, and I need a dog who can go with me and do a lot of things, and that was hard with Sunny because Sunny couldn't just go everywhere and do everything because of the risks of aggression. So that is why I chose to go with a responsible breeder. Okay, and in addition to the health testing and being certain about temperament in both the mother and the father, Wayland's breeder also implemented puppy culture. So she did early neurologic stimulation. She did startle recovery. She was clicker training Wayland about five weeks old. Um, she was doing exposure and socialization very early on. And I knew that all of those things were going to lead to a more well-adjusted temperament in a dog. And that is exactly what I wanted. Um, and like I said, like there were some people who were pretty unhappy with me who thought that I would definitely rescue. And it's not that I don't believe in rescue, you guys, but I needed a dog for a pretty specific purpose. And I needed to know that that dog could be dog friendly. And that is why I went the responsible breeder route. Okay, so um, I just wanted to give you some perspective on why I went that way. Okay, so a couple of things to consider. If you want a new dog, um, 
but you are unsure whether you should purchase from a responsible breeder or if you should rescue. So we know pretty definitively that you're not going to get a 100% true read of who a dog actually is until after they hit social maturity. And we're looking at like a year and a half to like two and a half years old. Like that's when you're really going to get like an idea of who the dog is. So like I was saying with Sunny, initially he was dog friendly with everyone. Then he hit dog, um, then he hit social maturity and we realized how dog aggressive he could be. Okay, so if you want to adopt a dog, my suggestion to you, my professional opinion is that you should adopt a dog who is over the age of a year and a half so you can get more of a read of who that dog really is. And not that I think that you should turn down a dog who could be reactive or aggressive, but I think that you just need to be honest with yourself about the changes you're going to have to make in your lifestyle to accommodate that dog. These dogs obviously deserve your love and support because someone has let them down before, but I feel obligated to tell you all of this information so you don't find yourself in a situation where you've adopted a dog and you're in over your head, okay? Um, I think that adopting puppies from rescue is totally fine. But again, there is a little bit of that wild card, right? Because we don't really know who they're going to become. So, um, you know, just some things to consider. Um, if you need a dog for a specific purpose, um, maybe you're hoping for an agility dog, or maybe you're hoping for a therapy dog, or maybe you're hoping to train your own service dog, um, maybe you're a dog trainer and you need a dog that can be a demo dog for you. Um, those are some of the things in my mind that would lead me down the responsible breeder route. And guys, you know, this is, again, this is my personal opinion. I know I'm going to get some flack for this episode, but I thought that it was important to make my voice known here because, um, only ever adopting dogs um, is not the answer. I do believe in responsible breeding, and I think that that creates a population of dogs that is much easier to live with and much easier to manage with way less risk of um, serious harm to people, okay? So um, there's, there's no shame in buying or adopting, right? So I want to empower you. You can do either of those things, but I think that you can take into consideration some of my suggestions there. So I just want to be clear that celebrating responsible breeders is celebrating um, balanced, happy, healthy dogs, right? It's celebrating a pet population, a dog population that we want to see more of, right? We want to see more um, easygoing dogs who are dog friendly, who are good with people, um, who do make fabulous family pet dogs. Um, I don't think that... Um, we should shame rescues by any means. We should absolutely be celebrating rescues and celebrating adoptions. Um, but I think that there are just a few more precautions that I think you should be taking um, when it's you know concerned to adopting a dog. Um, there are some amazingly brilliant people out there, all of you listening for that matter, who um, adopt dogs with behavior problems and step up and make their lives work for them. And I commend you for that. It's a beautiful thing, but I want you to know that it doesn't have to be your obligation, right? Like you are entitled to a well-balanced dog, if that makes sense. I really hope that it does. I hope that you guys are with me here. But what it really boils down to is that always saying adopt, don't shop, I think compromises people's lives. And I think it prevents us from getting closer to a dog population with significantly less behavior problems than we see now. 
So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm a big believer in adopting. I'm a big believer in purchasing a dog from a breeder. And I just wanted to show you both sides of that. So if you have comments or concerns about this, let's talk about it in the Facebook group. Um, You can join Disorderly Dogs. The conversation continues. The Facebook group, there's a link to that in the show notes. Um, So yeah, let's talk about this over in the Facebook group. Um, Have a wonderful day, you guys. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.